Thank you for listening to the One City Church Podcast. We hope this resource inspires you and equips you to walk in everything that God has for you. A new beginning often finds its future and its past. Hebrews chapter 12, the writer who spoke of the great cloud of witnesses said this, do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on. It means we do better. It means we, we, we're better, we better get on it. Excuse me, this message translation is messing up my King James Version. It means we better get on with it, strip down, start running, and never quit. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Three things there I want you to notice. All these pioneers who plowed the way for us. Understand how Jesus went through it. He never lost sight of where he was going. And then go over the story item by item again and again. Years ago, they interviewed several elderly people, and they asked the question, if you could do life all over again, what would you do different? And there was a few things that they listed, but one of them was this, I'd reminisce more. And ever since I read that, for years now, I take moments, I take moments to reflect on my past and where I was and how God brought me through and where I am today. Even last night when I came to pray, I sat down on the balcony for just a moment and looked over this floor and I reminisced over the last 14 years and the things that we as a congregation have been through, and the mountains we've climbed and the valleys we've had to endure. It's important that you remember and it's important that you remember those who went before you. Cathedral's reality today of regional transformation is the result of the seed sown by Pastor Dabney's vision for a church of the city. We look back on those days, and for 25 years, as he led this church and he built this building, he had a vision to impact the entire city, not just one church. That's why he changed the name from First Assembly of God to Cathedral of the Pines Christian Center, because he wanted this church to be interdenominational, to be inclusive, to welcome all people, and not just Pentecostal people. And so he changed the name. And he led this church into a new season, which was the charismatic movement. And this church saw great growth and great things happen. But a church of the city, that was his vision. I look back over the last several years and I pulled out just a handful of prophetic words that were released over this house that made our future very clear. This is not all inclusive, but yet it does pull out some peaks, and I'd like to remind you of them. City transformation. I preached that one on Sunday, February the 4th, 2007, and I read the scripture to you, Proverbs 11 and 10, when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. 
Even then, in 07, as we were beginning this journey together, we were talking about city transformation. And then, Sunday, April the 20th, 2008, as you recall, I had a dream. And in my dream, I was walking with John Kilpatrick, my pastor, and we were talking and discussing things. And I could tell, I knew instinctively that this was a mentoring moment. And suddenly he stopped in the dream and he turned and he looked at me and he said the words, Omastad. I woke up and immediately I said, Omastad. And I went to my office and I Googled it only to discover that these two words are Scandinavian, which is important to my family because Felshaw is German and our, our, our heritage is Danish. And so we're Scandinavian, we're German. And so it only makes sense that God would speak to me in that language. It says Omastad. As you know, Oma means a commanding voice. It means a well-spoken leader. And Stad means city or administration. So even then I took it that this church would be a commanding voice within the city. And then November of 2012, I preached the series on the seven lampstand churches. And that fall, you remember we went to each letter there in Revelation, the letters that were released to these seven churches that was in Asia Minor and the influence they had over their region. They were very influential churches and they truly were embracing territorial transformation. And there uh, we learned their strengths and, and we, we identified their weaknesses and how that we need to be careful with those things. That following January, just two months later, Chuck Pierce called me from Dallas and he says, Randy, I have a word for your church and I need to come give it. And I said, come on. And so the end of January of 2013, Chuck Pierce stood on this platform and he told the story how that God spoke to him. And he said, there are seven lampstand churches. And he said, I want you to make the circle and I want you to tell each one of them that they're a lampstand church. He went to Shreveport. He went to uh, Beaumont, I think Houston, up in Oklahoma and back in the Dallas area. And he stood on this platform, not knowing that I preached that series just two months earlier, but he said, I declare that this church is a lampstand church. It's a church that has a lampstand, a lamp that gives light, influence over a community, territorial transformation. And then in April the 19th of 2015, Dutch Sheets stood on this platform and he released this prophetic word. I'm going to teach you, Randy, how to take apostolic paradigms into government. Now, this is in 2015 before I ever had any kind of an ideal that I would run for city council. He says, I'm going to give you apostolic. For some of you that don't know the meaning of that word, it means a leader, a father, a leader of leaders that have been sent to establish things, especially governmental authority. And so he said, you're going to take apostolic paradigms into government. And then on February the 19th, 2017, John Kilpatrick released a prophetic word over Suzanne and I. And he said, apostolic stature is coming to you in this community, both in the black community and in the white community. Again, speaking to what we've done through Not In My City and Racial Reconciliation. 
And then again, on September the 16th, 2018, Dutch Sheets, prophetic word, came forth, and he said, I am commissioning you, Randy, for government. This was before I won the election. This was in the early days of the announcement that I was going to campaign, and he stood on this platform, you remember, and he prayed over me, and he commissioned me into government. I want you to understand that we play a role in this narrative of pioneers who have given us a sacred trust, a responsibility to continue with this storyline that began in 1918. This group of pioneers, rather, rather it's the Ellisons or the Dawsons or uh, the Dabneys, it's a long line of pioneers that have left us with a sacred trust to continue with the narrative of not being a church that just is introverted, but a church that reaches out to truly impact this city and to impact this region. And these prophetic words, these prophetic moments that I just shared with you, they're mile markers, mile markers. You have to know that spiritual and, uh, and mile markers, physical, spiritual mile markers remind us of decisions made transitions navigated and direction taken. They serve as markers on the pathway for those who will follow. And that's important that you comprehend that this morning, that a mile marker is something that helps you to understand where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. And it, it serves as a marker for those that will follow behind you. Pioneers understand that they're blazing a trail for others to follow. Suzanne mentioned it just the other day in a meeting that our entire ministry has been about starting new things. From the very first day when we started in 1981 as evangelists, from that very first day, everything we've done has been to start something new or to tear something down and rebuild it and establish it. It's never been easy. And this is a part of what we call the apostolic, the apostolic calling, to be a leader of leaders, to, to move into a situation and to establish authority, to establish government, to establish leadership, to root up, to tear down, to rebuild and to move people forward. The problem is, is with that anointing, it, it comes the requirement to be the first. And being the first in anything is always a challenge. To be a change agent, to change the moment, to change the direction of something, to establish new ideals and new paradigms, it's always difficult, but it requires leadership to do that. You have to establish a pathway that others can follow. Psalm 77 reads, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will remember. The word remember there in the Hebrew means to mark so as to be recognized. My family has been deer hunters all our life. And with deer hunting comes sometimes exploring new property and trying to find locations for deer stands. And, and so it's not uncommon when you're going through an area that you're not familiar with to take red, uh, red tape and mark a tree so that you can 
not only find your way back, but so that in the future, others can find their way to that stand. It's a marker. And the psalmist said, I will remember. In the Old Testament, you see this again with the establishment of rocks, as as Joshua did at the River Jordan, or with the digging of wells, of you dig a well. Wherever the man of God had an experience with God, it wasn't uncommon to either build an altar or dig a well. These became landmarks that would remind you of what God did there. But God would never allow Israel to stay in that one place. They were constantly moving on to new experiences and to new places to remember so that others can follow. There's a song out that has impacted my life over the last several years. It's sung by Rick Pino, and it's called Pioneer. Let me read you just a few of the words, and please latch on to each one this morning. In the song, he says, uncharted wilderness stretches before you, and you thrive on going where no one has gone. And when you arrive, nobody knows, but your Father in heaven, he is glad you can go, because those who come after you will need the road. We understand pioneers of this great nation and how that they cut a trail, a trail that would bring in the mountain men, a trail that would bring in the trappers, a trail that would bring in the wagon trains, a trail that would bring in the settlers, a train that would, or a trail that would bring in the, the villages and the towns, and then eventually the highways and the interstates. It all started, these major interstates that traverse our great nation, they all started with simple, a simple pioneer, typically a man by himself that was cutting his way through the wilderness not knowing that one day in that very spot, a great interstate would be established for others to follow and they would do what he's doing bigger and faster. And yet he did it alone, not realizing what was to follow him. Let me just share with you a few mile markers of this church. Number one, my family and I came to you in the spring of 2006. In the fall of 2007, we went through the extreme makeover where we changed the sanctuary. How many remember the theater seats? They were low to the ground. The footprint was, was not, that, not that great. They had red lipstick paint on the back. How many? Yeah. So we, we changed those and we bought the chair you're experiencing now. And now it has an 18-inch footprint and it has more padding in it. Now, I'm not implying anything about your footprint, but I am just trying to help you remember what we once were. And we changed this platform. We changed it. I remember at that time, there were some that were not real excited, and, but a few years later, I was standing in the back, and one of the former board members was standing with me, and we were watching fine arts do their fine arts, uh, their, their, their dinner theater, and the kids were up here uh, performing, and the lights, and the music, and the tables were set up, and the families were taking pictures, and he leaned over to me, and he said, when you did this back in 2007, this is what you had in mind, wasn't it? And I said, yeah. He said, you were right. You know, vision... Vision is not always easy. A visionary 
sees what other people are just looking at. They're just looking at different paint colors and new chairs and new carpet. But a visionary can see beyond that and they can see what's going to happen because of that. Mile markers that remind us. Our church bylaws were updated in the winter of 2012. Not in my city was birthed in the summer of 2016. United Aid of Southeast Texas came out of Harvey Flood in 2017. The city council election for me took place in the spring of 2019 when I raised my hand on May the 14th and took the oath of office, thrusting this church onto the mountain of government here in Beaumont. And then today, July the 12th, 2020, we will always remember this day as the mile marker 2020, when God gave us a clear understanding of our identity that becomes a bridge to our future. And so it is with a sense of destiny that I announce a new chapter in the storyline of this great church with its renaming from Cathedral in the Pines Christian Center to One City Church. Thank you. You may be seated. Let me cover some more ground with you and help you with this transition. You have to know that we have a responsibility to steward what has been entrusted to our care. We play a role in this narrative and our forefathers are depending on us to continue with the storyline, the story that began in 1918, the story that is now One City Church. Please understand that this actually started in a staff meeting in the summer of 2015. In 2015, as you remember, Gary and Cindy Panapinto were with us and they were helping us to strategize and helping us to uh, plan for the future and how do we take the church to the next level. Now, this was in 2015. 2015, when I had no idea that I would be doing not in my city, United Aid of Southeast Texas, or serving on city council but they were strategizing. I actually, I wasn't even in the meeting. I was at another meeting and the staff was meeting with Gary and they were strategizing. In that meeting, as they were talking about moving cathedral to the next level, they discussed the changing of the bylaws, but they said, you do know there's one more thing that we must address and that is the name of the church. Cathedral in the Pines has served us for many years and served us well but it served us in a different season, in a different time. And now we as a church have moved into a new chapter and names are important. And so they said, we need to address this issue. When they came to me with it, the name they had was City Church because of what we were doing and not even knowing that not in my city would come and city council would come. But they said, this is who we are. I said to the staff, number one, your timing is bad it's not right yet. And number two, there's something with the name that I'm not sure about. There's something more that I'm looking for. You have to know that throughout the Bible, when God had a new purpose and plan, he would often change a person's name. 
We see that with Abram to Abraham, Jacob to Israel, Simon to Peter. Whenever God got ready to do something significant, it wasn't uncommon for him to change a name. Names are important. A new name. A new name that was birthed out of purpose and identity. And that's something that's very important to me that this congregation on campus and online understands. That this new name was birthed out of purpose and identity. Just think of this. In 2015, the apostolic culture had already started, but it wasn't rooted yet. It just, it was started. Not in my city wouldn't start until 2016. United A, 2017. City Council, 2019. You have to understand that what we do today is following the purpose that we discovered yesterday. And that's important that you understand that. That this new name was birthed out of our purpose and out of our identity. We discovered our purpose and then created a name to match it. Our commitment is to that purpose and to this church, but not to a name. Rather, it's the Pentecostal church, 1918, or the Gospel Tabernacle, or First Assembly of God, or to Cathedral in the Pines Christian Center. Our commitment as a congregation is to this house and to the vision that has been passed down to us by our forefathers. Our commitment is never to just a name. It is to the people, the vision, and the purpose that God has given us. But I want you to understand that is important to me, that we as a church discovered our purpose, we discovered our identity and our vision, and then later, after Not In My City, after United Aid, after the city council, after these things, It was then that we said, this is our name. One City Church. That's important to me. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. That's why this is so important. Because God spoke to me years ago, what you get done in Beaumont, other churches will do elsewhere. If I can break racial tension in Beaumont, it can break elsewhere. If I can change the culture of a church, then it can change elsewhere. Years ago, God spoke to me while I was in prayer, walking through my house. He said, Randy, if you'll fight this fight here, son, and if you'll do this here, other churches across the nation will say, if he can do it there, I can do it here. A city that's on a hill that cannot be hidden. A city that is bringing about territorial transformation. That stands up in the face of violence and and racism and, and homelessness and sex trafficking and drug addiction. And stands up in the face of that and says, not in my city. Not my city. A church. A church that will open its arms to Mike Connor and bring in the Dream Center of Southeast Texas and say, there is a better way. There is a pathway out of addiction and we embrace you and we love you and we celebrate our guys and we're behind them with Mike and Vilma. We're with them. A church that reaches out through United Aid to those that need help, 
to give a helping hand to those that can't help themselves. A pastor that will run and win and sit on city council in order to bring about leadership in a city, to be a part of a team that's already working, the mayor and the city council members that were already there to join that team and to help them fulfill the vision of making Beaumont a better place for ourselves, for our children, and for our children's children. And to say, not in my city. We're not going to hate. We're not going to strike out at one another. We're we're not going to be divisive, but we're going to pull together. We're going to lead people black and white and brown, Democrat and Republican, we're gonna lead them to a consensus and then we're gonna lead them forward with a vision. The Bible says, as I read to you earlier, back in 07, when I preached on city transformation, Proverbs says that when the righteous rule, the city rejoices. We need righteous leadership in our government once again. This nation was founded on Judeo-Christian values. And for years, we allowed the politicians to drive ministers out of government. But it started with ministers in government. And now we're starting to take it back. All across this land, ministers are rising up and saying, enough is enough. I'm running for city council. I'm running for state. I'm running for federal. And ministers are starting to get back involved and declare that this is one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. A new beginning often finds its future in the past. A church of the city, the vision that Pastor Dabney had to be a church of the city, that was his heartbeat. To pull in all churches and denominations, to work with all denominations and be inclusive and not exclusive. That vision continues today. And we're moving it from a church of the city to now become one city church. David, come help me. And so this morning, being who we are, a church that believes in the spirit of prophecy, the spirit that calls things that are not as though they are, a spirit that can see into the future and foretell what's coming, A church that has declared for years, we will not gossip about your past, but we're going to prophesy about your future. That you can do all things through Christ. A church. This church. In closing, we want to do something here this morning that is meaningful for us. So I've asked the elders to join me on the stage. Suzanne's going to come and join me. And the staff are going to come and and line up in front of me. And we're going to take just a moment now to to seal, if you would please, this moment. I'm going to ask the elders to gather around Suzanne and I, and they're going to, they're going to pray over us. But the Lord gave Charmaine something, who is the director of Not In My City and also the director of our intercessors. And so God's given her something that she wants to do and she asked permission if she could do it and I said yes. And so she's going to come and the elders are going to gather around and we're going to pray. 
And then I'm going to call Pastor John Kilpatrick, who is one of our apostolic elders. As you know, we have a council of elders that are made up of 12 men out of this church that serve me so faithfully. And they help me with the oversight of the government and the finances of this church. And we also have three apostolic elders that are outside the church that have no voting authority, but they do have the right. We've given them that right to speak into our house and to hold me accountable in my doctrine and in my lifestyle. And John Kilpatrick is one of them, along with Perry Stone and Tim Barker, who is the general, or he is the superintendent, excuse me, of the South Texas District of the Assemblies of God, which is the district that our church is in. He knows what we're doing here this morning. He wanted to be here with us and be a part of this, but his schedule would not permit it. But we're going to pray, and then I'm going to call Brother Kilpatrick, and he has a blessing that he wants to read over you those of you on the campus and those of you that are online, because this is not, this is about us. This is not just about me and Suzanne or the staff or the elders. This is about us as a congregation. And so he's going to read, uh, he's going to read this blessing over you. So with that said, I'm going to let Charmaine come and the elders, and, and we're going to pray. Get the elders to help me put this mantle um, on pastor and pastor Suzanne. And I didn't even, I kind of cheated and I asked Pastor and Pastor Suzanne for forgiveness because I didn't tell them the name of this mantle um, because I didn't even know if I could get it in, in time. On Tuesday in our pastoral prayer, the Lord showed us somewhat of how this would go. And I felt that this day was a new day, a new season, a new beginning, a new thing for a mantle for not just them, for all of us. So it's personal and it's corporate because as the head go, we go. And so I saw the blood of Jesus, the blood of Yeshua, an anointing that was gonna fall on our house like a wave, like a tsunami would come in, just like when pastor had a vision of something was coming from a sea, the wave. I saw a wave, a tsunami. And this morning, Ashley, nobody knew the name of this talit. It's called the blood of Yeshua talit. And she said, I see, a, I see a wave coming, a blood. It's coming over our house and it's gonna flow down. And it's gonna flow all over our house. I'm gonna take this mask down, so forgive me those online. And an anointing of the blood, the true blood, the complete, the finished work of the blood is gonna happen here today. It's gonna sit in this house. It's gonna flow down, just as we said, deep. Years ago with the women ministry, the deep calls to deep. But he said, this is a different anointing of the blood. It's the complete finished work that we've never received and understood before. And he said, we know there's a power in the blood of Jesus but we will see it manifest in new ways in this new era, in this new house. The power protects according to Exodus 12, 13. It heals according to Isaiah 53 and five. It redeems according to Ephesians 1, 7. It brings victory 
according to Revelations 12, 11. And it brings fellowship with our Father, according to Hebrews 10, 19. He said, we will build a house that understands the power of Yeshua. It's key for this season because it has been given to us to have authority over the devil. And he said, everywhere y'all go, you have that authority. And just as he said on top of that ladder, don't worry about it. He has it because you have the keys. According to Revelations 12 and 11, and it says, and they overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And our testimony's been just put out today of the history of our church. So we've overcame him already. And we will for years and years to come. So on this day, 7-12-20. And the Lord said seven means it deals with spiritual perfection and completeness. It's completed today. Twelve deals with a place and placing things in perfect order. And that's what you're doing today, Pastor and Pastor Suzanne. You're placing things in perfect order, not just for us, but generations to come. And it also achieves governmental structure in a per perfect order. So today, wow, I, I hear you, Holy Spirit. He said governmental, the governmental anointing, the governmental mountain, the governmental structure is being perfected today because we're an apostolic center. And 20, whew, I feel you, Holy Spirit. It deals with the expectation of great things happening in a, in a, in, in a I can't even say the word. It's gonna happen so big. It deals with great things happening. And so this is what he said at the end. I'll release over Pastor, Pastor Suzanne, forgive me for my back to y'all, but this is how the Holy Spirit wants it. One city church. One city church. One city church. What we have fought for, the cost, the anointing, the heartache, the pain, the betrayal. He said, now it's one city church. It's the church that will overcome the wiles of the enemy. We will be a blessing to many in our region. We will remain humble, but confident in the call that God has called us to as one city church. That's exciting. Because see, we're confident in this call. This is a new thing that will be manifested <laughs> not into a new season, not into a new era, but see, we take back what the world is saying about a new norm. One City Church is the new norm for this house. It is our new norm. So we seal this. We seal One City Church and our leaders, our apostolic leaders, our prophetic leaders, our five-fold leaders. 
We seal it in the blood of Yeshua. We sprinkle the blood of Yeshua over them. And this house for where sprinkling blood of Jesus is, it speaks a better word. And we thank you. And we give you all the praise and honor in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. their shirts look great. I love their shirts. Yeah, y'all just stay right there. Stay with me. I'm going to call Brother Kilpatrick. Now, we acknowledge the fact that this is not the most high-tech way to do this. As my son says, we'll call it redneck high-tech. But it's the best I could do at this time. Hey, Bishop. Hang on, I'm going to put you on the microphone. Hold, hold on. Okay, can you hear me? I can hear you. Bishop, the people can hear you, so I'm going to turn it over to you. You there? Hang on. I lost him. I lost you. Okay. All right. You're on the speaker so they can hear you. I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, good morning, everybody. Well, praise the Lord. I tell you, this is a good day for your church. I am excited about it. And, um, you know, your church is not changing today, but your identification is. And uh, I feel really, really good about it. I know Pastor Randy, uh, you know, God has used him to take the church and to steer it uh, along the lines of the apostolic. And, um, you know, when a church when a church embraces the apostolic, all kinds of new things begin to happen to it. And uh, I'm just really excited. I believe that with him being on the city council, and even possibly going higher than that in days to come, I believe that this name fits not only you as a church, but it fits him to a T. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and speak this blessing. Are you ready? If you will, lift up your right hand, and I'm going to speak this blessing on this day, July the 12th, 2020. I release the blessings of God upon this church as it pivots from a yesterday anointing to a tomorrow anointing. Abram received the promise, but Abraham received the provision. Sarah, at 90 years old, transitioned from Sarai to a lactating mother. Her beauty at 90 years old was so stunning that a king was attracted to her. That is the power of a name change. I declare over this house today that many changes lie at your door. 
every setback that you've been through in every trial, every disappointment that you have experienced in times past were all divine appointments to transition you into a higher calling. Nothing has been without significance. A fresh wind of the Holy Spirit has begun to blow upon this church. A fresh vision has been established from the womb of another time in your history. Today is a day of proclamation and alignment. Today is a day of recognition. So we declare One City Church of Beaumont, Texas has been established as of this day. One City Church has emerged for such a time as this. It is an apostolic expression led by an ordained minister and a duly elected official of the city of Beaumont, Texas. Randy and Suzanne Felshaw have a mandate on their life to lead this church into new dimensions of authority and anointing. God's mighty hand rests upon them for this Kairos moment in time. I speak that God's richest blessings will rest upon this place. It will be a safe place. It will be a place of provision and a place where peace will always prevail over every challenge that would present itself. So I declare today that souls will find new life here. Solutions will be found as you seek the face of God on this ground. Solution for the most complex issues of the day. Sounds of powerful worship and praise will echo from these grounds. Signs and wonders that defy human explanation will manifest as the prayer of faith will prevail against all odds. So today is the day. Now is the time. I bless you, One City Church of Beaumont, Texas. Amen. Amen. Wasn't that good? It's, you know, it's, it's always good to have leaders, spiritual fathers that can speak over you because as I mentioned during the offering, we believe in the power of the blessing. And so with that said, I want you to, uh, I want you to stand. We're, we're going we're gonna to sing a song as, as a, a seal on this moment. It's a song that's fitting for what we've just done. And so I want you to sing this out as Brother Kilpatrick mentioned, I want this to be a declaration. It's a declaration of what, what we're, we've done here today and where God is taking us, amen? So God bless you guys, David. You're the king of these people. You're the Lord of this nation. You are. You're the light in the darkness. You're the hope to the hopeless. You're the peace to the restless. You are. There is no one like our Things that yet to come. 
things have yet to come. Greater things are still to be done here. You know, the word nostalgia means a painful longing for the past. Everybody listen to pastor for just a minute. We may grieve the loss of our old name for a moment, but that grief will soon give way to a newly discovered excitement for our future as we continue with this story that began in 1918. Please understand that we do not abandon our past, but we build upon it. It is our past that makes the future possible. So considering today's mile marker number 2020, I ask you this question. We are limited not by our resources, but only by the distance of our vision. So how far can we see? What will the next 100 years hold for this great work? God bless you. God bless you, One City Church. Thank you for listening to the One City Church podcast. For more information about our church, visit onecity.church.